0: This is the Gambling Gauchos.
1: Welcome into the Gambling Gauchos. I am Rob Bro. He's Kyle Jacobson live in the Cardinal Sports Center studio. It's all West Texas. Shirts live online and in Lubbock. You can also check out the Plano location to gear up for whatever you're doing to start school. Maybe some high school football stuff. They also have white and black hats. Gambling Gauchos style Live online and in Lubbock that you can go pick up Not only is it me and Kyle today We have a 100th episode special guest And I think maybe to the day uh, One year ago Close, maybe it was the 17th last year I'll go back and look But our first guest Has now become our uh, annual guest BJ Simmons BJ, how you doing, man?
0: Yeah, guys, glad to be back, man Congrats on making it to 100 Big milestone, so Glad to be here
2: mama we made it and bj you carry the distinct honor of being our most tenured guest on the podcast we've had people come on once or twice you're the only person who is now joining us for a third time and i think that makes you officially a friend of the show it's an honor oh, of all the accolades <laughs> honor, that you've yeah. accrued in your life a friend of the show for the gambling gouches has to be up there
0: it is it's definitely at the top no longer a single season record holder so i mean that can't be it
2: so uh, you had a good run though 19 years 18 years
0: yeah so i think um yeah i mean the third appearance on gauchos is probably at the top
2: yeah and you were an early adopter when you first came on our podcast rob and i were on like episode number four had 26 Twitter followers. Yeah. But you were a believer that Texas Tech needed a sports betting podcast. And so here we are 1 year later.
0: Yeah, and I was a believer in you guys. I mean honestly, let's be honest. So appreciate that. You guys deserve a lot of credit for that putting out great content. And obviously gambling is, you know, it's, it's a big deal, it's a big business these days. A lot of people you know enjoy that aspect sports so it was a great fit
1: <clears throat> absolutely i can't wait for that to uh, be more of a texas thing i know we'll probably be last but it's just gonna be that much better when it's like legitimate and it's not like uh, for entertainment purposes you can do this if you want to
0: yeah you just mean when it's legal because um, <laughs> right <Brian>. right yeah <laughs> when, I have to stop, when i have to stop using zell
1: yeah <laughs> Bovada.lv. All right, Kyle, uh, what do you want to do first? uh, Well, I guess we should explain what we're doing. We've invited BJ on to do some futures picks. We're going to go through the college football season with some conference championships, some Heismans, some uh, over-unders on the season totals for Big 12 teams, similar to what we did last year with BJ. Uh, So let's do it again. Kyle, take us into our first segment. I say we start at the
2: 30,000-foot level and then we'll kind of drill down to more big 12 texas tech specific stuff as we go is that cool with you yeah let's do it all right let's start we kind of talked about this before we started recording college football playoff we're in year nine of the college football playoff and uh six different teams basically have ever made it to the playoff more than that but um and unfortunately doesn't seem like there's a new contender in the mix this season so having said all that that being said huh that being said these are the least sexiest picks there's no intrigue here i've got alabama plus 177 to win it all ohio state plus 300 and georgia plus 400 and i don't i'm not even picking a fourth team to make it because somebody else is going to make it but whoever it is isn't going to have a chance at one of those three teams so I'm just going to play a few different units across the board so that if one of those three teams wins, it's a guaranteed profit. Because I really don't see a fourth team having a possibility. All right,
1: BJ, what say you?
2: Yeah,
0: it's it's not like uh, that difficult here when you play who's going to make the college football playoffs. Kyle alluded to it. And we talked about it before uh, in the history. There's only been six teams. Uh, and when you look at this year, the teams that were there last year, right? I mean, they're they're they've got returners. You know, CJ Stroud coming back to Ohio State, Bryce Young leading Bama, um, you know, Bennett at, at Georgia. So I I think you're going to have those three, and yeah, take your pick on a fourth. Um, could it be a Pac-12 team? Probably not. I think a likely school would be like a second Big Ten team, like maybe a Michigan if they go 11 and 1 and lose to Ohio State, you know, something like that. But they were pretty safe, and I'm in agreement on those three with Kyle.
1: Plus 5,000 on Michigan if you want to take a shot there.
0: No, it would be that would be my one that would be like, you know, maybe one to, you know, an outlier to, to take a chance on to actually try to win some money on one that's not, you know, one of your plus 300, plus 400s.
2: The only fourth one, and again, this is not sexy at all, but the only fourth one with kind of longer odds that I might be intrigued by is Clemson at 10 to 1 or plus 1,000 because they've got a pretty easy path compared to some of the others. You know, there's some decent teams in the ACC, but, you know, they're pretty head and shoulders above them. So the fact that they'll at least probably have a seat at the table at the end of the year, 10 to 1, that's a little bit enticing. 100%. But, but beyond that, I mean, like, the next shortest odds, so the fifth shortest total is USC at about 21 to 1. And I think that's just bait. You know, people hoping that Lincoln Riley can go in there and run the Pac-12 immediately. And he's got a good quarterback. He's he's a good coach. I just don't know if that – and then beyond that, like, A&M plus 2,500, OU plus 4,200. I just don't – I don't think it's worth it to go yep. any
1: further down the list than that. If I was betting on to win – uh, we go Alabama or Ohio State. But to make the playoff, I might sprinkle a little on uh, uh, Utah to win the Pac-12 and, and be undefeated through the Pac-12. USC, I think, is attractive. But Utah is like plus 5,000, plus 6,000. Yeah, 6,000. I mean, that might be it to make the playoff. And then, like, if you're looking at a Big 12 team, it would be Baylor, Oklahoma State, right? And you get 15,000, 10,000 if you to, wanted the value to, to sprinkle in there yeah I mean OU has pretty
2: long odds for being a power five conference favorite again if you're just looking at the path you know could they make it at 12 and one probably so maybe it's worth sprinkling a little bit on that but I really yeah, think, I think I think once you go get ahead. down to the end it's going to be one of those three teams Alabama Ohio State Georgia maybe Clemson but I don't feel good enough about that to put any money there so I'm just sticking with the the chalk at the top there
0: yeah 100 percent agree if you're gonna throw down real money um i'm not a believer in utah I, I don't i don't know i don't i don't see them maybe they win the pac 12 i just i don't see him coming out of there like 12 and 0 and make it the playoff i'm not a legit believer in them rob i think you're taking some risk if you're putting money only on alabama ohio state um because george is the defending national championship champion and i don't I don't know i think i i I think that they're uh a a legit chance to repeat
1: has anyone repeated what's that has anyone repeated think clemson and alabama trade i don't think anybody's gone back to back yet i don't think they have in the playoff format
2: yeah i don't know but the thing about alabama and georgia is they pretty much almost have to go through each other and so if that SEC championship game is twelve and over, so eleven and one, and the one loss team loses that game, then they may not even have a spot in the playoff once you get to two losses. So I can kind of see that. I'm with you, BJ, because like I think one or the other is definitely going to be there, and if they're there, it's gonna have a good shot to win it. But I could also see one of them knocking the other one out on conference championship Saturday. So like I said, not a lot of like really appetizing tasty picks there but if you do need something to quench your appetite that's a segue rob you know who to visit our friends over at Rahino barbecue and sorry bj you're gonna have to get through some ad reads with us now that we've got sponsors i don't think we had any the last time you were a guest on the show
1: i think we had, uh senior chubbies yeah we were doing Back in the day. free ads for free senior, water, chubbies. Ads no, for no, senior
2: no. chubbies yeah <laughs>
0: We are giving away spa gift cards. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, we
2: did. Because we did the bowl pick. And we had Upland South Day Spa. Yeah. Um, but Rahino Barbecue, uh, for those of you who are coming to Lubbock for the first time in a while for football season, uh, the food truck will probably be in Lubbock on game days, I would imagine, especially week one against Murray State. I've I think a, there's pretty
1: good odds there. i got
2: a really good feeling if I were a betting yeah. man. But for those in West Texas, you can just make the drive out to Olton and get some of that top 50 Texas monthly barbecue. I think they still got hatch green chili stuff going on. They Every week they've got like brisket nachos, uh, Texas Philly. Great stuff out at Rehino Barbecue. So check out our friends over there. And you can order in advance at RehinoBBQ.com. Also follow them on social media at RehinoBBQ. Okay, next up, let's talk Heisman Trophy. This is one every year. It seems like the favorites almost never win it. And some guy that, like, nobody's ever heard of kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, I wonder what Devontae uh, Smith's odds were preseason the year he won it because it's rare for wide receivers to win it. Um, you know, guys like that. Um, so I'm pulling up the odds for everybody on action. And once again, I am going to mostly go heavy on some of the favorites It's just hard to go against C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. You're thinking about it. We just picked their two teams to make the playoff. If they do have 11 or 12 wins, it's probably because these guys are continuing to put up good numbers. And so often this award goes to the quarterback of the best team or at least one of those top three, top four teams that's making the playoff. And so C.J. Stroud's odds are hovering right around plus 200. Bryce Young's plus 300. So not a ton of value there for an award that only one guy can win in college football but looking down the list i've got a few longer odds that i'm willing to splash a unit or two on dylan gabriel at oklahoma i just think jeff levy's offense coming over from old miss matt crawl had the numbers they didn't win enough for him to be a real heisman contender last season but if dylan gabriel wins 10 or 11 games at ou and puts up similar numbers i think he'll be in the discussion and at Plus three thousand, I, I like that uh even longer odds deuce vaughn at kansas state staying in the big 12 you're making a face i don't think they'll win enough but yeah he i mean he's pretty electric yeah so like the minimum you need is nine wins like rg3 won it at nine and three and so if deuce vaughn has a barry sanders-esque season nobody's ever gonna have the season barry sanders had in 88 was it um, but if he's close and K-State is 9-3, and three, I could see it at plus 8,900. And then the last one I've got, Zach Evans, plus 15,000 at Ole Miss.
1: TCU's greatest running back of all time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they run a wide open offense. He's extremely talented. They're going to be playing the competition level necessary for him to be in the discussion if Ole Miss can get to 9 or 10 wins. And so I'm just sprinkling one unit on Zach Evans at plus 15,000. Is he still on a pitch count? I don't know. That's a good question. That might hurt him uh, if he is. But those are my five. Two of the favorites. You know, the quarterbacks of the college football playoff contenders. And Then a few guys with really long odds, high value that I think might be able to make noise. All right, BJ, how about you?
0: Kyle, I'm surprised. No love for Quinn Ewers. <laughs>
2: uh, no, I think I think that's
0: bait. Yeah. Okay, what about last year's preseason like favorite Spencer Rattler? No, nothing there
2: I, I thought about it uh, um, people are high on him at camp <laughs> I just, he's found some uh, accuracy I don't think you can do it at South Carolina
0: yeah you know so look it, yeah it's the, like history tells you that this is a quarterback award and it's a top team award right so it's it's literally CJ Stroud or Bryce Young's award to lose Um, one of them two likely is going to win it if you're going to go out on a limb and maybe look for some value on someone with longer odds, kind of like where your head's at with Gabriel, right? Because at least you're looking at a quarterback. Um, I think if you're going to look outside of those two guys, you look at a skill position player on one of those teams, like Devontae Smith went bananas and won the Heisman. So could it be like a, um, you know, Jackson Smith Nigba? right like if if he goes bananas like devontae smith did like could he win it right likely like maybe or um you know if travion henderson at ohio state as a running back like gets you know super involved and puts up you know stupid numbers you know maybe maybe like he could win it so like those are a couple of guys i'm looking at like skill position wise that are still on those like top teams that could get there um outside of Stroud and Young, I just, I don't see anyone else really winning it. Like, maybe if, um, you talked about Clemson earlier, I think their road to the playoffs is super easy. The the ACC is like, it's going to be a cakewalk, but I just don't know if, you know, uh, DJ Louis Galele or whatever is I don't know if he put up the numbers but like he I don't know like maybe if they could somehow go 12-0 and, and he like you know has pretty decent numbers could they could he be in the mix like maybe but I, I would have a hard time betting on anyone other than Stroud or Young but there's like a few names that I would consider
2: what do
1: you think, I would I would splash my biggest uh, splash on CJ Stroud I think he's going to win it uh, Bryce Young, the second best quarterback ever from Alabama. Find uh, Mac Jones. Oh. <laughs> and then um, I, one name that you all didn't say that's heavy favorite. Can I guess favorite. who is? Yeah. Is it Will Anderson? No, it's Caleb Williams. Okay. At Oklahoma.
2: I think that's bait. I think that's Lincoln Riley like, oh, he's just automatically going to put up 5,000 yards. I don't know if that's true in year one. Uh,
1: but it's not. It's year two, right? Well, it's year because one at he, USC. Yeah, but they got a phenomenal transfer class if everything comes together. And Jalen Hurts was a Heisman favorite with Oklahoma, and they had one back-to-back ones with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. I don't think that's outrageous. And he gets to walk through the Pac-12 defenses, like just waltz through them. Here, here's the thing, though. He's playing Arizona, Arizona State. Like, nobody's playing defense out there. But the va-
0: the value isn't there, really, for me. So, like, I, if, I agree if, with if, plus if, 600. If, like you can get Williams for what price? The same as you can get Young, so it's not really going on yeah. like finding some value in Caleb Williams. Like he's what, what? 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 Kyle, you have the odds. What is it?
2: Yeah, so I'm looking at action consensus odds, and they've got Bryce Young at plus three fifty, and Caleb Williams at plus seven fifty. Yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah, maybe I mean that's that's a little better odds, two I more. Mean,
2: I, I'm not willing to bite on Caleb Williams, but. A name that does intrigue me is Will Anderson because I think sometimes the sports writers who vote on this they want to get cute and they like when there's a defensive player and sue yeah. and Manti Te'o and so I think Will Anderson if he stays healthy and Alabama's good I think he's got a good shot to be a finalist and so maybe there's value there at plus two thousand if you want the only defensive player that has a shot to win yeah. this thing
1: all right a few more for you J T Daniels is up on the list no they're not going to win enough <laughs> uh, back with Graham Harrell though should promise uh, his freshman here with USC. No, did he? <laughs> uh, Caden Slovis, another USC quarterback at Pittsburgh. Now, no, no, yeah, I don't, I don't think so either.
2: I, th- I think we've covered the only ones that I would be willing to. I think yeah, DJ Uyagalele, If if Clemson goes twelve and zero, maybe um, I might be tempted to take Will Anderson. But I don't think I'm taking the bait on Caleb Williams or Xavier Worthy, Quinn Ewers, any of those types of guys. Bijan. I don't think they'll win enough. I do think Bijan is that caliber of player, but I mean I and we're gonna get into season win totals for everybody in the Big Twelve, but I don't think Texas is gonna win nine or ten games, which is what they would need for him to do that. Agreed. What do you think about a defensive player like Will Anderson, B J is that enticing at all to you?
0: Uh I I don't yeah. I mean it's I just don't see it happening now. Like, is it enticing for one of them to like maybe make it to New York? Sure, but like, win the win the Heisman. I, I don't know. I just yeah, don't see it. Like, I, I, I a, think I agree with not, you. Not, a, not in today's college football, it's just, it's just a, almost going to be impossible. Yeah, even like, the names you mentioned, like Sue. I mean, it's it's just so different today. I mean, it's I
1: don't yeah. know. Yeah, and those are all down years offensively. Like Manti Te'o won it over. No, he lost to Johnny Manziel. Oh, that's two right. Finals. He Lost to Johnny Manziel.
2: But like the other finalist that year was like Garrett Wolf. He was like yeah, Northern yeah, yeah. Illinois' quarterback. So, yeah, I think if there was like a prop, would Will Anderson get invited to New York? I might bite, but and he could right. very well finish top three. But I, I think at the end of the yeah. day, you're right, BJ. They're not going to give it to a defensive player. Yeah, so
0: I, I would say I've got one other name for like an maybe an outlier type play. That's like longer odds. If I wanted to just throw something on and like see what happens i saw this kid play in high school on like espn one night and i was like huge on him and i think with the usc stuff he's transferred to jackson dart uh-huh like, I'm a huge fan of jackson dart
1: interesting like, and he's at uh Ole miss
0: Ole miss yeah okay like, maybe there's something there and i don't know i mean look corral is like talked about right this potential Heisman so if you want to if you want to look at value then maybe a quarterback filling in Corral shoes at Ole Miss and like a guy that's super talented you know yeah light bottle maybe
2: well and sometimes guys I mean it's hard to pick that guy before it happens but guys like that do sometimes come out of the woodwork and win this thing like people did not know who John, Johnny Manziel, Devontae Smith and those guys were until they had a Heisman caliber season so but the problem is there's 200 of those guys to choose from and right but yeah i mean at the end of the day i think it's gonna be offense not defense but if you do need defense like in court or something i'm on a roll today you could call our friends over at barnett howard and williams which is a law firm started by three texas tech grads office in fort worth and they handle cases all across the state of texas They're one of the only law firms in the Lone Star State that is certified for Title IX student representation. They've defended students, including scholarship athletes, in Title IX litigation at all of the major universities in Texas. They hope you never need them, but they are here if you do. You can find out more about Barnett, Howard & Williams by visiting their website, bhwlawfirm.com. Okay, next up... I did not do any homework on the group of five, but I do want to go through the power five and talk through who we think is going to play for and win a conference championship in every power five conference. And let's just go in alphabetical order. So we'll start with the ACC. Clemson is a heavy favorite there. Some other teams with, you know, second, third, fourth, best odds would be like North Carolina, Miami, North Carolina state. I think those three kind of round out the top four. Uh, let me pull it up. Yeah, Miami is plus five twenty-five. North Carolina State plus seven fifty. Pitt plus nine fifty. North Carolina plus fourteen hundred, and then it kind of really drops off from there. Louisville's twenty-three to one. Florida State twenty-six to one, and on down the list. Um, basically, it's a question. I Wake of, Forest was getting some love, but
1: they, they have really long odds.
2: Well, I think their starting quarterback their cor- is out for the quarterback.
1: year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hartman got oh, hurt? Yeah.
2: Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, he's like done for the year. Because, yeah, they played Pitt for the title last season. Um, so, this well, is – but-
0: he's not necessarily done for the year. I don't know if they came oh. out and said that. Okay. But he's got some type of – they're calling it a non-football issue. That's right. I, and they're not like disclosing it, right, due to medical reasons. So, so okay. I don't know what it is, but – but, yeah, it looks like, you know, they just said he's going to be out for the time being. It very well could be for the year. I, yeah. You know, hopefully everything's okay with him and, and you know, prayers out to Hartman. But, um, I mean, it doesn't look good, but we'll see. Maybe he could be back, but it pretty much kills their chances, I think, of, of having a shot in the ACC.
2: Yeah. So, the ACC is pretty much a question of do you want Clemson or the field? And, Rob, to mine and your credit, we faded Clemson last year we were half right half wrong I think you took Miami I took (laughs) North Carolina and neither one of them even made it to the AC championship game we knew it wasn't going to be Clemson we knew it wasn't Clemson so Clemson minus 145 um, are y'all sticking with the Tigers or do y'all want the field and trying to get some value
0: I'm taking Clemson I'm I'm throwing money on Clemson and feeling pretty good about that if there's one team I would take to throw a unit on it would be NC State outside of Clemson but I'm rolling with Clemson uh, and then you know, like probably two units or something and then and then, a you know, a half a unit or something on NC State as a pick that would be an outlier.
1: I think that's smart. The question is, can Cristobal make an impact in year one like he did in Oregon? Um, and I told myself I was going to come and only pick value picks. But I think I'll do that in the rest of the conferences because <laughs> I'm pretty strong on Clemson uh, bouncing back, even without Venables. I'm, I'm with you.
2: And for being the odds on favor, there's still decent value with Clemson. It's not like you have to lay down two or three units to get one back. They're minus 145. And so I feel really good. I mean, they have the most talent, the best coaching in the conference. I feel pretty good about laying several units down there and then you can hedge in the final Um, assuming they're going to be the favorite against whoever they play from the other division. So I'm sick of with Clemson on that one. I know that's not a sexy pick, but I've got maybe a couple for the rest of the conferences that might be a little bit sexier. Yeah, me too. Okay. So we're all pretty much in agreement. Clemson there. Let's go to the big 10. Okay. As I was doing a little bit of homework on this one, I was a little bit surprised just how heavy of a favorite Ohio state is in the East division. And I'm not sure there's a division with more parity than the Big Ten West on the other side. I look at the Big Ten West, seven teams out there, and I think four or five of them have a shot now to win the division, not to win over Ohio State. So my strategy here, I took Ohio State at minus 230. Not a lot of value there at all, but I just don't see how they don't, at the very least, make it to the Big Ten championship game. And as I was looking at the Big Ten West, Wisconsin is the shortest odds to win the conference from the West Division. Um, trying to pull these up. I have got Nebraska as the second shortest odds in the West at plus 350. Okay, yes. So Wisconsin's <laughs> shortest odds in the West, but three of the top four teams in the Big Ten hail from the East. That's Ohio State at minus 230, Michigan plus 700, Penn State at plus 1500. But you look at Wisconsin's schedule, it's brutal. From the East, I'd have to look again, but they play two of the three Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, and they're both on the road. And so even if they beat up on the West, they're going to be handed two L's from the East Division. It leaves them a very thin margin of error in the West. So I don't think Wisconsin is going to win the West. And so I thought, okay, maybe Iowa, maybe Minnesota, maybe Purdue. And again, the schedules are brutal. And I was left with kind of one of those, it's like, I don't know who else to pick taking the nebraska corn huskers who haven't had a winning season since yeah. god knows when but i'm taking them out of the west just because i think they could win it going like six and three or something on like a four-way tiebreaker huh i think they've got a little bit of an easier conference schedule in terms of what they have to play from the east and i think they've got some favorable home games between like iowa and some comparable teams in their own division I don't think they have a chance in hell at topping Ohio State for the conference as a whole, but I'm I'm kind of intrigued at the Big Ten West.
0: Hey, who's going to be Nebraska's quarterback?
2: It's the transfer from Texas, Casey Thompson, right? He transferred okay. to Nebraska. I think he solidified in the job there. Okay. Yeah i
0: i i thought I thought they had a transfer from Texas. It is the is the Purdy kid there a relation to Brock Purdy?
1: Yeah, it's his little that. brother. Okay. So I think, I think he also he, transferred.
0: In. He, oh, did he transfer? I didn't know if he transferred or if he. I think he was the one competing with Thompson.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe he com, maybe like, he committed somewhere like, else and then flipped his like commitment.
0: Chubby. I think his name's Chubby. Yeah. But anyway, the only reason I know is because I've got a I've got a buddy that's a big Nebraska fan, and I, I'm actually going to be going to a Nebraska game this year. So
1: awesome! You uh, gonna let your balloon loose?
0: Yeah, I've got a buddy that's, like, having a 40th birthday, and, it, and he's, like, taking a bunch of friends to ask for it. That's cool. cool. So, we're, we're going – I think it's, like, Indiana or something. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, I, I don't I don't think they're going to win the conference. So, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a difference. I'm going to stick with Ohio State and not give you all uh, any analysis on this pick or anything. So, Ohio State, and I'm, I'm done with that.
2: Well, what do you think real quick, they're, BJ? They're going to win it.
0: They're going to win it, and I, I'd lay – Three hundred on them when uh, minus three hundred, even if it was that. But what is it like
2: two Uh, two thirty? Yeah, two thirty. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, while we have you, BJ, one of the only Power Five on Power Five, maybe the only one on the Week Zero schedule. Nebraska plays Northwestern in Ireland, and they're favored by twelve and a half. (coughs) Northwestern's supposed to be horrible. Their odds to win the Big Ten are plus twenty five thousand. You think the Huskers will cover basically two touchdowns in Dublin? I do. Me too. And, and that's
0: a that's a game I've got targeted to bet on. I'm actually going to be in Vegas that weekend. I mean, oh, it's like okay. Two, I, I will. It's like two weeks. Now. So it's a very yeah. it's a very light schedule of games, but I've already looked it over because I'm going to be there. So I'm like, what which games am I going to get down on? Right. Yeah. And it and I think that Nebraska Dublin game is on Fox. It's like the only game that weekend that's even like on national tv it's on fox there's a few games on like cbs sports net like utep north texas stuff like that but like that nebraska Dublin. so yeah I'm, I'm 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 down with the uh 12 and a half on the Huskers.
2: yeah i'm so i'm going to ria to bet on the week zero games and i'm sure that one will kick off first because it's so many time zones east of us
0: it's 11 30
2: yeah but I'm betting all the way through that day until Vandy plays in Hawaii at whatever time of day that'll be at. But I'm on the Huskers minus twelve and a half, week zero. Uh, you
0: make, didn't make get, sure you take make sure you take the uh, the Warriors. Um,
2: the Rainbow,
0: I don't, they're not Rainbow Warriors. But I plan to they are now, make sure you take the uh, Hawaii plus seven.
2: I, yeah, I plan to, and the money line. I think um, you didn't get to play Nebraska your senior year, right? no was it fun to go there um when you were like cliff's backup was lincoln a fun place to play
0: it was and it was like their fans uh saluted you you know like stadiums are real you know i think tech's notorious although i think our fan base gets a little bit of of a bad rap for that but like you know the the fan bases are and how they treat opposing teams and Mm -hmm. or whatever but nebraska they, they they like their st- fans will like stand and clap for the opposing team when they come out. There's no boos. It's like they clap for you. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really unique place, but it was definitely um, a unique atmosphere.
2: So for sure. that kind of reminds me a little bit off topic. Sorry, Rob. Go uh, go we will get to your Big Ten picks. Don't worry. Um, our listeners wanted to ask you what your favorite memory while playing football at texas tech was so that was kind of a missed opportunity that you didn't get to play nebraska but what was your favorite memory from donning the scarlet and black back in the day
0: um probably road you know road wins are fun because it's it's a it's a unique thing because obviously you want to win in front of the home crowd right and, and there's nothing that that competes with that but there's also something about going into another team's stadium and, like, silencing their crowd and having their fans be, like, disturbed. Right. So um, it would be kind of a toss-up between demolishing the Ags at home and then winning at Ole Miss over um, Eli and the and the, and the
2: Reds. So we – Good answer two, two memories Hey would say that would be And quick follow up That A&M game Was an absurd It was like an 8.30 kickoff Right I think it was like 9 actually yeah. was, was there like A weather delay Or was that just The time it was scheduled for
0: It was like a TV thing I think it was just They needed a late game For like Fox late night And like I don't know If there, there was just Trash pack 12 stuff Going on or what But yeah like so, I think it was just For TV purposes They had us slotted
2: For like 9 p.m. Yeah That's awesome and you threw eight touchdowns that game yes Jeez. in three quarters i don't even know if i've ever <laughs> in three quarters, yeah, in three quarters. Yeah. on a torn acl um i don't know if i've no. ever even... no is that before yeah. yeah that was before oh my bad i was trying to give you yeah. credit there man you should have no, should have just rolled I, with I, it
0: axel let's keep it factual okay yeah, <laughs> fair like, enough That was two weeks. That, i think that was like two weeks later
1: that okay was weeks later. all right yeah. rob back to the big ten or I said I was going to not pick favorites, but I'm also going to take Ohio State here. I'll take three longer odds uh, coming up, but um, Michigan would be my only pause in the Big Ten that I would take Michigan. But I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll do it twice.
2: Right. I think a big part of that was the game was in Ann
1: Arbor last year. Yeah. And I, I don't see Ohio State slipping up in Columbus. And, and they, they and they you know. Sent on some of their bigger names to the draft. Right. So. Okay. The Big 12. Do we want to do this last or do we want to stick to alphabetical here? Oh, we can do it now because I don't think any of us are going to take Texas Tech. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I don't know. BJ might. Don't be a pink Raider, Rob. I thought you were going for the high value picks. That would be very high
2: value. Uh, Yes, it would be. Um, Okay. The Big 12. uh, Kind of broken into some pretty distinguishable tiers here. At the top, OU plus 200. Texas plus 250. The next pairing, Oklahoma State and Baylor, are both plus 550. And then beyond that, TCU, K-State, Iowa State are 14-1, to to 15-1, 18-1, respectively. And then you get into the really high value, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Kansas. I am – I mean, so they're all kind of value plays because nobody is, um, you know, negative money to win it. Right. I do not believe the hype, Texas at 250 – Uh, I think that's bait. I'm also among the next tiers in terms of – so I think Oklahoma will play for the Big 12 title. They've got to play somebody. I don't think it's going to be Texas. So that means it's likely to be Oklahoma State or Baylor. Of those two, I'm a lot higher on Baylor. And so with the odds being the way they are, I'm putting – basically for every two units I put on OU, I'll put one on Baylor to win the whole thing. I really think both of them will be there at the end. If not, certainly one or the other will be and I'll have a shot to win some money. So that's how I'm playing the Big 12, kind of kind of playing two different teams there. But two units on OU, one on Baylor.
0: I know I've been going second, but just full disclosure, we haven't discussed these picks, so I don't know where y'all are going to go. And right. Rob, I don't want to like you your thunder, so I'm going to let you go.
1: Okay. Uh, lots of people have discussed uh, a dark horse team in Kansas State. I think all their talent is on is at positions of need for a successful Big 12 team, pass rush, running back, receiver. Um, so I would take Kansas State as the big value at plus 1,200. Um, and you picked Baylor on the coin flip between those two. I think that's probably the better choice, but I would take Oklahoma State. Because you're a big Spencer Sanders guy. Huge. I, I saw him play in high school. <laughs> uh it didn't ryan so yeah i would take kansas state as the value pick here and then probably oklahoma state is the other i like k-state for for a really high value pick um
2: so we've so between the two of us we picked four different teams to make it there uh bj what are you thinking are you high on the horns
0: uh no no and even if i was i wouldn't pick them (laughs) Uh, (laughs) let's be honest uh I'm not gonna pick OU either. I'm gonna go I guess then I don't know, Rob, you kinda I don't I you I'm gonna say you went with K State. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna actually I was debating on this like if who I was gonna pick for Big Twelve champ between that second tier group, um Oklahoma State and Baylor. Uh I love Dave Aranda as a coach. I think um he's a tremendous coach and I think Baylor's probably going to be really good on defense again because of him. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State because, although I'm not – I'll be honest, I'm not a huge Spencer Sanders fan, um, but he does have experience. Like, he's, he's, what, in his, like, third or fourth year as a starter. So, I'm going to roll with the experience QB. I know that they're losing the defensive coordinator that's going to Ohio State. Knowles, I think, right? So, yeah. I still think they're gonna they're gonna be really good on defense. They're bringing in like Mason from Auburn. So, I just, I'm gonna I'm rolling Pokes is kind of my um to win the Big Twelve this year.
2: Okay, we're kind of all over the map on that one a little bit, but I think well, that, there's no true favorite there. I was gonna say it speaks to I think the perceived parity among the conference like really anywhere as down as i am on texas the fact that they're the second shortest odds and as high as i am on tech at the ninth best odds and everything in between i think there could it could get real jumbled up in the middle of the big 12 this year so who knows what'll happen um let's go to the element op pack 12 would be yeah. next <laughs> sorry about that it's all right um more of a numbers guy than a letters guy Pac-12 is interesting because, similar to the Big Ten, the odds are concentrated in one division. So three of the top four shortest odds to win the conference are USC at plus 200, Utah at plus 250, and UCLA at plus 1,000, or 10-1. to All three of them in the South Division. Uh, From the North Division, Oregon is at plus 277. Nobody else in the North has better than... 13 or 14 to 1 odds and that's Washington and then you get really Oregon State at plus 3400 is the third best odds out of the North so Oregon has a very clear path to the title game compared to the teams in the South and so that led me to go with the Ducks because I think they'll at the very least be there whereas if I pick somebody from the South who knows so I'm going with Oregon at plus 277 in the Pac-12 don't feel great about it but think that at the very least they'll get there and then I can maybe hedge appropriately in the conference championship game for a guaranteed profit. So I'm picking Oregon.
1: I like your reason. I'll
0: I'll go next since I'm in the same boat. (laughs) Uh, I, like I said, we didn't discuss these. I also have Oregon Uh, for a similar reason. um, I like them coming out of the North and at least making it there. And then um, Dan Lanning, the new head coach that's coming over from Georgia. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna count on him like scheming against, you know, if it's Lincoln or, I know Utah is the sexy pick in the Big in the Pac-12 this year, to, like win it and, I like I said I'm not a believer in them. I've already mentioned that. So, uh, for similar reason as, as Kyle, I'm looking at Oregon like having a chance coming out of the north of making it to the game, and then, you know, if they're facing like USC. Maybe uh, count on some Dan Lanning defensive
1: magic and let's get Oregon to the uh, to the window. I like Utah. I like Cam Rising. Uh, <laughs> after after the offseason we've had with those fans, I would never pick Utah to win anything. <laughs> Screw them and their Rose Bowl. And since you both picked Oregon, I'll take USC <laughs> and just lay, lay another favorite. Um, Lincoln Riley I think is going to dominate the Pac-12 for his two seasons there and then go flounder in the Big 10.
2: So is anybody here intrigued by UCLA at 10 to 1? No.
0: Yes, yes. that was going to be like my outlier pick with
2: like, I'm um, yeah. Absolutely. I think I might be tempted to put like half a unit because again, to me, they're kind of like Oklahoma State. You know, they've got the continuity at quarterback. I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson is great, but just like Spencer Sanders, he's going into year three or year four as a starter. If right. Utah and USC kind of beat up on each other, UCLA might be in a position where they just have to win one of those two games. I haven't looked at their schedule, but like if one or both of those is at home for UCLA, we know they've got a huge crowd, great home field advantage down there in Los Angeles. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I could kind of talk myself into, okay, they could win the South. And then if nobody from the North is that impressive, maybe at 10 to one, that's a good value pick there.
0: Absolutely. I agree. The The quarterback, um, your point, experienced guy, like an athletic, pass runner, Chip Kelly's been there, done that. Uh, yeah, that is probably a mixed bag on Chip Kelly and, and believers or not, but the guy has like one.
2: Yeah, and I think they have tough. sort of gradually increased. I don't, I don't know if he's going into year three, year four. I've got.
0: But they were they were eight and four last year. I mean, they weren't bad.
2: Yeah, they beat LSU, who kind of had a down year, but I think they've turned a corner a little bit because they were they were pretty awful when Chip Kelly first took over so
0: yeah so they could be trending up that could be a, a good value pick for
2: sure yeah. okay last of the power five conference is the sec and i'm copy and pasting the exact same logic from the pac-12 so three of the top four shortest odds in the sec hail from the west division that would be alabama a&m and old miss and so i am taking georgia hailing from the east at plus 155 uh, again the logic being they've got incredibly great odds of at least making it to the championship game where if they're playing an 11 and 1 or 12 and 0 alabama texas a&m old miss whoever it is have to think it'd be even odds or georgia might even be a slight favorite if it's not alabama and then you can hedge and get plus money on whoever wins the west so i'm taking georgia plus 155 in the sec
1: Go ahead, Rob. I do not believe in Georgia repeating. Fraud <laughs> said that earlier. They're frauds. Uh, lost Dan Lanning, which Kirby Smart's the, the mastermind, I understand. But you also lose a lot of that defensive front and the front seven and secondary. I mean, just a massive amount of talent. Now, Alabama has been able to go back year in and year out, but Georgia has not proven that uh Stetson Bennett is back yes but was he a a difference maker no no uh so I don't know that that really matters um Alabama's gonna win this division but I'm not gonna pick Alabama here I'm gonna give you two teams (laughs) all right you ready are you gonna do what I think you're gonna do no no no, I'm not gonna do that is it Jimbo season No, no 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 okay uh I'm gonna take Florida out of the east Billy plus, Napier in year one plus six thousand. Okay, big fan of uh, Anthony Richardson. I think he's a solid quarterback. Um, they've <laughs> they don't seem to be doing very well since <laughs> summer camp, <laughs> which kind of blows out my uh, reasoning here. But I like that side to win, and I don't want to pick Tennessee. I do not believe in Tennessee um what is it josh heupel over there yeah you got mark stoops at kentucky plus 5500 no i don't don't think that's a good pick either so so i'm gonna take florida uh and i just want to say i'm a sam Pittman guy but i don't think arkansas the west either Uh, so if i can't if i'm not if i'm gonna force myself to not pick alabama i'll take florida as my uh crazy pick here
0: um I actually like your Gators against your Utah Cam Rising team. That, that's a game that uh, we have targeted for, I think, Gators plus three week one. So, on a side note.
1: Is that we? Is that uh, hashtag Team Bill? Team Bill.
0: <laughs> team Bill, yeah. Uh, Gators week one against Cam Rising and your Utah. So, um, I think that this year is Alabama's year with uh, Bryce Young, who's a stud. Uh, I know he's he lost like Jameson Williams, Mechie. I'm not really sure what the receiving core looks like, but I'm, I'm a believer that Alabama just like plugs and plays and repeats. To your point, I'm not sure about Georgia. <laughs> uh, although they are, the, they are the defending team, so I think you have to give them respect in that, in that regard. So it's going to be Alabama, Georgia again, and I'm just going to I'm just going to say it's going to be Alabama because I like Bryce Young. I like
2: I'm surprised nobody wanted a piece of Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri Tigers at plus forty thousand. Hey, you reap jackass, you sow jackass, Eli. <laughs> um, well, well, we alluded to this earlier. Spencer Sanders and his Heisman odds. If you're looking for like super value, South Carolina, they're in the easier division. Plus f- plus fifteen thousand. Do we want
1: Rattler and? Shane Beamer They won a bowl game Last year I today. do like Shane Beamer To punch up a little bit But not Every week Plus 15,000 Enough for you to put Like a quarter of a unit Down on that No I'd rather double up On Arkansas And put a half unit Because okay. same payout Alright Or Ole Miss Are you Lane George, Kiffin George, guy BJ uh,
0: What'd
1: you say Are you Lane Kiffin guy Do you like Lane Kiffin
0: I, I like Lane Yeah I like Lane Me too I'm a Layton fan. Uh, I think in the SEC, so like, yeah, Georgia won the title. And everyone remembers that because that was the last game. But Alabama beat them in the, I think, in the SEC championship game. Right. Right. So I I just think that, uh, yeah, it could be something where it's like roles reversed or whatever this year. So, but Alabama's going to win it this year.
2: So this is pretty meta, but I'm going to go into it. The re- Part of the reason why I wanted to do a sports gambling podcast with you, Rob, is because I felt like there was a disconnect between casual fans who never looked at any analytics, any sports betting lines, and they were, like, shocked when Tech would lose a game that they were a 10-point underdog in. Right. And I'm like, no, you know, you had, like, a 20% chance of winning that game according to all the odds. And so I had friends that were in, like, a group text last year that – you know, Alabama beat them pretty good in the SEC championship game. And they were like, you know, oh, they're going to roll them again in the national title game. And I was like, guys, I think Georgia might actually be favored by, you know, one, two points. And Georgia was favored by, I think, three or three and a half. Yeah, three and a half, I think. And they were they were shocked at that. And they were like, I'll bet you any amount of money Alabama wins. I was like, uh, okay, like, let's do it then. And, of course, Georgia uh, wound up beating them by a pretty good margin in the national title game. And so I only say that because I think some people don't. Follow us or listen to our podcast because like oh I don't I don't gamble so it's not for me, but you can learn a lot just about like probability and expectations and no like Vegas isn't always right and underdogs win sometimes and all that good stuff but it to me it helps kind of like frame expectations going into a season like okay is Joey going to go nine and three in year one well the season total is five and a half so if he does that's a tremendous achievement and so anyway a little bit of a soapbox there but i think people would be wise even if you don't want to gamble a single penny make yourself aware of what the lines are what the odds are and i think it will kind of help set some expectations more appropriately than people who just don't pay attention at all can i give you a sunbelt champion oh yes and i i want to give you one too
1: oh who do you let's say it on three all right one two three georgia state (laughs) Henry Columbia dude plus 480 oh gosh. <laughs> Marshall the Marshall Thundering Herd go- Sunbelt
2: I'm going Georgia State they're in like year 6 or 7 of having an FBS program and they were a tough yes they were 8 and 4 last year they got the same coach plus 900 good value I'm going with Georgia State that's my team in the Sunbelt this year alright Mountain West wait wait first BJ do you have a Sunbelt team no
1: <laughs> no <laughs> you're not going Henry Columbia Drop it down uh mountain west on three. Oh, you could just say it
2: i you don't have a mountain west team? you're a big san diego state guy huh no air force air force air force okay nothing can stop the u.s air force i think they're gonna be they're pretty good <laughs> i go fresno state in the mountain west air force has to go to boise and to san diego so we'll see i think they go to boise i can't remember there's some good football in the mountain west though san diego state is good with brady hoke air force is good boise state is good
0: i can roll boise i have a mountain west pick boise they're going to win the mountain west
2: this year okay i respect that i like boise i just i kind of want to tune in year round i I need a team in the mountain west if i'm gonna watch and i want to watch air force's option attack they've been pretty good they beat leach i think his last year at wazoo or second last year at wazoo so anyway um, I don't even know who plays in Conference USA, so UTSA. Okay, sure. We'll go with them. Uh, Mac, Toledo. Okay, sure. Is uh, is Jason Campbell? Is that his name?
1: Yeah, I think he's, he's still, still there. there. Yeah, okay. I can go with Toledo. When uh, I, when Matt Campbell finally leaves, they'll just get Matt Campbell. Yep. Hold Jason Campbell, whatever his name thing. is. <laughs> Matt Matt Campbell, <laughs> Jason Campbell. Same thing.
2: Tech by fifty. Shout out to Dogos um, in. You uh, taking
1: Cincinnati? because i would fade cincinnati hard in 2022 that's a good question let me think
2: on that bj what do you do you have any thoughts on the american athletic conference
0: um uh, I'm, I'm rolling with the cougs whose house
2: yeah why is that Former just because you like future, dana future big 12 cougars yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so That's it, just because they're been the Cougs. Cougs house. Like, well, he's done? in Houston. He's he's got some bias there. He's a homer.
0: Yeah.
2: You 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 admit to being a U of H homer?
0: Well, I, I mean, I I'm born and raised in Houston, and I support the local team. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay. You know, except for when they're. Tough. I think. But got a lot of friends that went to U of H. It's
2: you know. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, I'm rolling with Kooks. Um, I think I might like cincinnati to repeat or ucf another future big 12 member i think ucf might have a good squad this year
1: yeah houston the uh, favorites and i would probably get down on houston i would fade cincinnati plus 200 is houston they they retain belk uh, i think this will be their last year with belk and I, I don't know they're paying that guy so he might stick around but is brandon jones still coaching there? Staff. yeah okay I think I would get out on Houston. They don't have to beat Texas Tech to win the AC.
2: Yeah, I can root for Houston after the Tech game, maybe.
1: I think they also play. But Cincinnati lost Desmond Ritter and like nine other guys to the draft. I just do not believe that they'll rebound quickly. I just. I love Luke Fickle, but.
2: Yeah, I'm a believer in Fickle. I think Houston also plays Kansas and UTSA to round out their non con. So, kind of some noteworthy games if you're following the Cougars this season.
1: Hey, yeah, if you're a tech fan, you really should prefer UTSA get off to a hot start because they play Texas and Houston. Yeah, unless you want, you kind of want to play teams that have won early. But even just watching to get familiar with your future opponents, if you wanted yeah. to follow
2: UTSA. Um. Hey, Cole, you have you had a teammate here in Lubbock, B- BJ? You ruined your setup. Oh God. <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, BJ, you had a teammate here in Lubbock named Cole Roberts. You remember him?
0: Yeah, C Rob. Yeah. It's like like one of the best tight ends to come through tech.
2: Yeah. Uh Shallow Water's finest. Shallow water, yeah. Um, do you know what he's up to nowadays?
0: Yeah, he does uh he does financing
2: yeah with our friends over at diversified lenders um yeah they
0: do like uh they're your go-to for if you need um like factoring or anything like that for business yeah
1: there you go hey we don't bj just did the ad read for us so well, i'm sure bj understands what he does quite a bit more than us. <laughs> probably so <laughs> he's also in the finance <laughs> so game. yeah
2: i totally know what <laughs>
1: factoring is if, if you oh, yeah, need, <laughs> factoring,
2: yeah. If yeah, you well, need yeah. factoring, you go into – Yeah, when your
0: bank won't give you – when your bank will give you a line of credit for, like, you know, your business for receivables or AR or whatever, you can go to, fact, you
2: know, a factoring company and they'll, they'll help you out. Yeah, so uh, if you want to do that with – It
0: might cost you a little bit more, you know, but – Well – hey, at least, at least they're willing to, you know, help you out.
2: Right, and, you know, you want to do business with fellow Red Raiders – some fine West Texans. So check out Cole Roberts, his dad, Don Roberts, both Texas tech legends. You can try to learn more about what they do. If you know what AR and factoring are at uh, diversifiedlenders.com. I'm, I'm, a li- I'm I want as many listeners as possible on the podcast. I'm kind of glad that I know Cole doesn't listen to us. Cause he'd probably be like, you guys suck at the ad reads for diversified lenders, <laughs> but we're doing the best we can here. You got to drive track to the uh, website. Yeah. Diversifiedlenders.com. Okay, I think the one I'm most looking forward to in terms of season futures, Big 12 regular season win totals for all 10 teams. So this is entire season, not just conference play. Again, we'll go in alphabetical order. And first up would be Baylor. Their season total is set at seven and a half and the consensus odds on action, the over is minus 162 and the under is plus plus um yeah the under is plus 125 so more value on the under there BJ what are you thinking about Baylor at seven and a half
0: uh eight and four Baylor eight and four this year so I take the over on seven and a half
1: Rob you know even years uh Baylor has struggled in their schedule their schedule is way harder in even years trends um but yeah I still think they have eight and four talent especially on defense um, so I would take the over here. I like
2: teams that get tested early in the season and they go to Provo. I think it. I think it's a disservice to teams if they don't get a test like that till week four or week five and they don't learn something important about themselves until you know early October or something like that. So I like that they go to Provo early. Seven and a half is really low to me. I know the value is on the underside, but I'm going over even though you have to lay down 1.6 units to get one back. I'm pretty high on Baylor. I've made that clear. I'm high on Blake shape. And I think that they're going to have a pretty good deal of continuity, even though they lost a little bit to the NFL draft and things like that. So I'm on the over at seven and a half. And I think even I'd be interested to see what kind of line I could get if I tease it to eight, eight and a half. Cause I I think they're a solid nine plus win team. Uh, But they haven't won in Lubbock since 1990. And they do have to come here this year. Um, Next up, Iowa state. You're going to get so much shit on Twitter if they beat Texas Tech and Lubbock. No, because I'll say they've only won in Lubbock once since 1990. Okay. Iowa State, the over under set at six and a half, closer to even odds here. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 110. They lost a lot, but Matt Campbell's still in Ames. BJ, how do you feel about the Cyclones at six and a half?
0: Um,. I think it's gonna be a little bit of a down year for Iowa State I think they've had a nice little run uh, I don't have any analysis for this as to why but I'm gonna say that they're gonna be like a six and 16 this year so I would take under six and a half even though I think there's that's I think I saw six and a half is it's like at minus 115 under 105 so okay it's pretty much an even an even bet but I'm gonna say uh, under
1: Rob? So their New Year Six Bowl was a fraud game there in 2020. Uh, they've never been more together than last year, and they went seven and five. They have seven key players to replace, including the best safety they've ever had, one of the best linebackers they've ever had, the best quarterback that they've ever had, the best running back that they've ever had, the best tight ends they've ever had. Uh, so yeah, I would go under six and a half. I think you covered it. Uh,
2: I don't think they're going to just tank and be horrible, but I think six and six is pretty reasonable. I think Their schedule lends itself to winning some games. They play Iowa at Iowa in the non-con. So that'll be a little bit tougher than if they were to get that in Ames. I haven't really looked at their conference schedule as far as who they've got home and away, but yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a lot to replace. I'm going under. So we're not being very um, – antagonistic or deliberative here we're all on the over for baylor seven and a half all on the under for iowa state six and a half maybe the kansas jayhawks the consensus worst team in the conference will shake things up a little bit their win total is two and a half and the action consensus lines have the over at minus 145 and the under at plus 118 bj what do you think about the jayhawks at two and a half i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fair
1: same <laughs> like,
0: I don't even know who they play um, so if they're going to win if they're going to win over two and a half I'm going to assume they're playing like FBS teams in in non-con
1: their so, non-con includes Tennessee Tech and Duke and then Houston and is the Houston, third Yeah.
0: so they I don't I, I could see them like winning one big 12 game maybe against West Virginia that's it so if I had to lay minus 145 that's too much juice so I'm saying under 2 and 10 Jayhawks
2: so I, I agree with you in part because of the non-con I mean they get one of their peers in terms of power 5 they get Duke who's not good but it is a power 5 game they get Houston so I could see them going 1 and 2 in the non-con and then yeah, asking them to win 2 big 12 games I think is a tall task. Now they did show improvement at the end of last season. They beat Texas and then I think TCU and West Virginia were their last two games of the season. Those were one possession games. I think Lance Leipold's going to have them going in the right direction long term. But like you said, especially because the value is on the under, I think 2 and 10 is pretty feasible for plus 118. And yeah, laying down pretty much a unit and a half to get one back that they'll win three games, whether that's 2 in the non-con or 2 in the Big 12 is a little steep for me. So I'm going under.
1: I'll go ahead and hammer the over since you guys are not uh, going to do it. Hammer the over. But I'll say this. I think it's a little bit disingenuous to say that they played well at the end of the season because TCU had imploded. I don't think I said they played well. You said they... Yes, you did. You just said that. I don't... TCU as a program had imploded and West Virginia was playing for nothing at the end of the year because they they were already four and
2: seven okay. if if those were my words you're right that's a little bit of a stretch they were more competitive okay in terms of the final score at the end of the year but yeah you're right there's some added context there
1: when I think they just I mean I think they'll beat Tennessee Tech and Duke I just they have to find one game I think they can do it
0: yeah let's not spend too much time on a Kansas City yeah.
1: of <laughs> <laughs> um
2: next up they're in-state rival, Kansas State. This one is interesting because the, the lines are pretty juicy. It's six and a half, which sounds low. It sounded like earlier both you and BJ were pretty high on them. I am as well. I think that'll go over, but you've got to lay – it's minus 170, or the under is plus 145. So all the values on the under. I'm still, I think, taking the over. I, I think six and six would be a pretty disappointing season for them, and I think that's a little bit unlikely – BJ, what are your thoughts on Kansas State at six 7 and a half? Seven and five. Okay. So you think they'll get there? Yeah. With that narrow of a margin, does that make you shy away from having to lay down that much money on the over?
0: No, because I think they'll get to the seven wins.
2: Okay. Rob, so, what do you think? I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't bet the mortgage on it or anything, but yeah, you know. I think they get to the seven wins they'll be at least seven and five they could actually get eight they could actually get to eight wins yeah kansas state could be eight and four i'm pretty comfortable that they'll be at least seven and five
1: rob they're not getting to the big 12 championship game at six and six are they no my most confident pick today i think would be kansas state plus six and a half over okay i'm with you there
2: uh interesting one in my opinion oklahoma the highest win total in the big 12 at nine flat so there's a potential to push here and at least per action they're the only one with a uh, a whole number there over minus 143 under is plus 112 bj i'll let you go first on this one what do you think about ou at nine for the season total
0: Uh, i think that's the i think that's the number i think they're nine and three so if I could bet on them to like push that, I would, it, Is this like soccer? Can, can <laughs> they call the draw? Yeah. Can we bet on a draw? Um, Cause I don't see them winning 10. I don't see them winning 10. So, but I don't see them only winning eight. So I don't know what I do here. I don't, I guess I just don't bet it. But if it was like, if it's nine and a half, I bet under if it's eight and a half. I bet over. I think I think that's I think nine wins is it? I mean, you are nine and three. So I'm 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 going to stick to that. I don't know if that's allowed,
1: but that's what I'm doing.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Rob, what do you think? I'll go last.
1: Um, I'll take the under. I think. I, I mean, just because of their schedule, I mean, you have to play Texas and Baylor back to back. You have to go to Ames, Iowa, and Iowa State has a bye before that, so maybe they get one of their six wins there. Um. And then Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, then Texas Tech in Lubbock. If Lubbock is cooking in October or November, um, what is that, Thanksgiving weekend? You might actually have a pretty good atmosphere on that, too. So
2: I'm going on over at 9. I'm pretty confident that 9 is their absolute floor. And so even if you push you get your money back but they have to go to lincoln i think that'll be a tough tough game but i think they'll win
1: what you're high on nebraska man uh, no big i just think I think by default
2: they might win the big they might okay. accidentally win the big 10 west like wisconsin has done right um they get baylor and norman they get a texas team that i think will be struggling at a neutral site they get the pokes in Norman so I just for me to go under here I'd have to find four losses on the schedule and that's hard for me to do so I'm going over if they push they push but I'm I'm pretty confident nine is the floor but I think they'll actually win ten games at least in the regular season pick them to win the big twelve earlier so yeah over nine is a pretty easy pick there for me next up is the aforementioned bedlam rival oklahoma state their total is at eight and a half the over is plus 110 under is minus 125 i'll start on this one i know y'all are higher on the cowboys than i am i think picking them to win nine games is a little bit steep for me but then again i see i am gonna go over i wrote down over um it's because they're non-conference. Their toughest game is Missouri. Yeah. So I think they'll go three and zero in the non-con, and for the under to hit, they'd have to go five and four in the Big Twelve. I don't think they're going to be a contender to win the Big Twelve title, but I think they'll do better than five and four in the Big Twelve. So I actually went over on this one, and that's where the plus money is as well. So I, sorry, I thought I was going to go under on this. I'd, yeah,
1: I'll take the plus money too. Okay,
2: BJ, what do you think about Oklahoma State at eight and a half?
0: Uh, they were my. Uh from earlier in the show they were my big 12 pick i'm going over eight and a half
2: yeah you got some continuity there yeah university of texas also eight and a half pretty close to even odds here the over is minus 117 on action so i guess some places that's 115 some places minus 120 the under minus 107 i'm going under um, sort of opposite logic from Oklahoma State they've got a tough non-con we kind of joke about the UTSA game but actually kinda, I actually kind of joke about it kind of wonder a little bit Alabama that's an automatic they're L. gonna start one and two right two and one at best and then so they go two and one they'd have to win seven big 12 games to get to nine wins for me that's an easy under because I mean you're asking them to either beat Oklahoma at a neutral site beat Alabama, which isn't going to happen. I, I just don't see nine wins there. I see three losses pretty easily. So I'm going under eight and a half.
1: Yeah, as confident as I was as Kansas State going over, this is a pretty easy under here. Yeah, consensus.
2: Okay. I'm- TCU, this one could be interesting. I think there's a pretty wide spectrum of thoughts on TCU going into year one of the Sunny Dykes era. Their total is six and a half pretty uh, pretty imbalanced odds here the over is minus 150 the under is where the money is plus 125 and i'm gonna take that i i'm pretty cool on the horn frogs not just because of the twitter beef and stuff i seven wins seems difficult they've got these aren't really challenging non-con games but they do have colorado they do have smu i could see them maybe dropping one of those and even if they get to three and oh four and five in the big 12 is certainly doable for them absolutely but i could also see them go in three and six you know they beat kansas but if they lose to teams like west virginia texas tech it's hard to see where several more wins come from in big 12 play especially because the money's there plus 125 i'm going under on tcu at six and a half what do you think rob
1: yeah under i don't know that they'll beat colorado in boulder to start the season then they have a buy in week three so they have to play SMU and their entire Big Twelve schedule without a buy. Um, that's not good. So, yeah, I will take. Uh, I'll fade TCU. Sorry, Sonny. BJ.
0: This is this is actually one of the hardest ones for me. Um, and just FYI, Rob, uh, TCU alphabetically comes before Texas.
2: Yeah, but, Kyle. Um, well, <laughs> it depends on if you think that the school is TCU Rob? or Texas Christian. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did
0: I say? Did I? Say you did. Rob, you blame to me, but it's Rob. All right. my bad, Kyle. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so th- this one is actually really hard for me. I think it, finding seven wins is challenging. Although I do think they beat. Col- I do think they start three and eight. I do think that. I think they beat. Um, they beat Colorado. Uh, they beat SMU um I don't think they beat Oklahoma they'll beat Kansas I don't think they beat Oklahoma state they've got a home game against Kansas state like I don't eh, that's going to be tough but like I could see them winning that like between Tech and Kansas state like maybe they win one of two right but then they go at Texas and at Baylor so I I don't know it's hard for me I'm going to say I'm going to say 7 and 5 but I just it's not a confident I'm so over.
2: I want to ask you about everything that went down this summer with TCU and the cactus emoji and their AD, not letting our fans into the stadium, but our, our listeners wanted your thoughts on that. But before I do want to give a shout out to one more sponsor, our friends over at code ninjas, summer camps are over, right? We're it's almost football season. We're turning, turning the calendar to fall, but they teach kids ages five to 14, how to level up their coding STEM and engineering skills in a fun, hands-on environment through the year-round coding programs. Offering flexible afternoon and weekend hours, kids visit their center each week to learn coding, logic, and problem-solving skills while creating video games and meeting new friends. Kids start out as a white belt and move through nine different belt levels all the way to black belt, where they will design and create their very own app or game. Coding will be one of the most valuable skills for today's kids to thrive in the future, so schedule a tour and free first session at Codeninjas.com. Now, BJ, obviously on Twitter, things kind of popped off with Texas Tech fans and cactus emoji and everybody kind of ratioing Texas uh, TCU's athletic director on not selling single game tickets to the Tech versus TCU game. We, of course, have the fans' perspective on that, but as a former player who's kind of maybe more in the thick of it, and I know NIL wasn't during your time, at least not officially, formally, um, well,
1: uh, what? <laughs> a lot of accusations there. Oh, you're saying guys never got any kind of fringe benefits before? Oh, I'm just saying you're kind of alluding that BJ Simmons. No, i didn't took say K- BJ okay, did. Right.
2: I just said during his time it wasn't officially oh, okay, codified. Right. I would never accuse BJ of impropriety. But BJ, what did you think about? I guess first their athletic director not selling single game tickets and Texas Tech Twitter's response to that, and then I think it was only a week later the thread on the NIL and the matador club and the cactus emoji and all yeah. that stuff.
0: Yeah. So, so the, 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 first off, let me say this. I, I, I know Sonny, right. I played for Sonny. I have a lot of respect for Sonny. I like Sonny a lot. I could, I I would say we're friends. I mean, I would consider him a friend, right. And I like him and I, and I, um, I wish him well. I hope he does well there. Right. Uh, obviously cowardly moved by the 80s. To not sell the single game tickets, but we know why, right? We have a, a huge following in DFW. Tech has a, a massive fan base in DFW. So half the stadium or more would be red and black, potentially, right? If the single game tickets go on sale. Right. So, like, do I fault him? I don't know. Like, is he doing what's best for his program? Maybe. Um. Now, the other deal. I, I tend to consider the source, right? So I think it was just a dude that popped off, right? He's a clown, let's be honest. And he, like, the thing that the thing that I don't respect is, so he's hating on another school from a recruiting perspective, right? This guy's the director of recruiting, right, at TCU. I think he's the director of recruiting. Right. Right, so it's his job to... Oversee recruiting players to come to TCU. But he did that by hating on tech specifically, although he didn't mention tech. It was when our NIL deal launched and with the dollar amounts and all that, it was pretty obvious who he was talking about. Right. But I find it a little ironic that the guy has been at like four schools in four years and he's a recruit. So what's he, what, like how many kids has he promised the last three years come play at XYZ school, whether it was Texas or USC or wherever he's been, and then he leaves the next year. Right. So, yeah, how do you trust think, anything? Yeah. I mean, like, if I'm a kid, do I want to go to a school where a guy's telling me he's selling me the world on TCU when he's been at four schools in four years?
2: Right. And probably, if we're being real, didn't choose to be at TCU. It sounds like his previous employers kind of moved off of him, and it was like, I need a paycheck which is not a great recruiting pitch like hey i came here because i needed income not like i chose here to be over 20 other schools that also offered me a job the
0: other right, so he's to be honest he's in sales okay so he's probably yes. a really good salesman he could probably sell i sell bank products right he could probably sell homes or sell whatever and be really good at it. He's probably a really good salesman good at building relationships with kids but like when you choose to go to a school and a program and, and potentially spend the next four to five years of your life somewhere, although now with NIL and transfer portal, it's the next one year or whatever. But so maybe it doesn't matter as much, but it just, I don't know.
2: The other thing that
0: you're going to, you're going you're gonna to talk bad about tech and act like TCU is some place to be when it's like the four school you've been at in four years. So I right. guess keep trying to people people to, to go there
2: the other thing that i loved and obviously kind of whoever wins this season will get the final final word but in the weeks after that there's also a is either a dm or a text a screenshot that surfaced of he accused texas tech of non-existent recruiting momentum and after that tech earned the commitment of a four-star safety who tcu was in his final three or four and earned the commitment of a high three-star defensive line prospect with a tcu offer so It's like well yeah non-existent recruiting momentum but we're still getting kids over you
0: yeah make no mistake joey mcguire and company are killing it in recruiting oh yeah so when someone is starting to talk about you it's because they're noticing what you're doing and and they're scared
2: yeah and i'm sure tcu liked the previous arrangement where gary patterson got them a top 25 class while matt wells was 72 or whatever i'm sure they liked that but that's obviously not the case anymore. So,
0: right, but the 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 cracks on the desert and all that. I mean, that's uncalled for. And it's immaturity, and it's just not knowing. Right, anything about our school, our
2: fan base, and well, and it's stupid. I mean, it could backfire because they recruit kids from Tascosa and from Midland and Permian and all these places. Yeah. So, like, if those guys kind of take a they have a lot of kids
1: on their roster, right, and Dikes has a high school and college degree yeah. from love
2: yeah so anyway um okay let's finish off the big 12 and i'm i'm pushing back on the claim that texas christian is ahead of texas in the alphabet but we don't have to we don't have to debate that um Let's see. Let me pull my notes back up here. Okay, you Texas, do West Virginia, or Texas Tech. You save Texas Tech. We'll save Texas Tech for the finale. So we'll continue going out of order here. West Virginia. Rob is a huge Neil Brown fan. No. Uh, five and a half is their number. The over is minus one thirty. Under plus one ten. Under, 110. <laughs> under. <The> hammer. <laughs> yeah, they have they have a tough non-con, two Power Five opponents, both yeah. on the road. Yeah, they'll lose both of them very real shot that they would need five Big 12 wins to hit the over on their
1: season total which is kind of a tall ask yeah nobody's picking West Virginia to go over
2: I put under two
1: head head coach Neil Brown is the worst coach in the Big 12
2: I'm uh, I'm spoiling things a little bit for our last one if people have been keeping track but I've got five overs and five unders
1: which I'm proud of some years I do this I'm like okay eight teams can't go over well you gotta have some combinations there that's why I picked Oklahoma and Oklahoma State opposite yeah
2: okay last one the grand finale drum roll please Texas Tech a disrespectful as heck five and a half yeah I might have tipped my hand there as far as where I'm going Uh, the over is minus 106 under minus 115 according to action tease me up to seven and a half and give me plus 250 whatever I get I am all over five and a half are you with me I think it's consensus. Go ahead, Rob.
1: So you're going over BJ? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Um listen. You got to go to NC State. Right? Top Yeah. Top 15 team. You get to go to NC State. Listen. <laughs> okay, Joey. You uh you got to play Houston. Very good team. I I know. I know. You've not won more than half your big 12 games since 2009 new era I just don't want to set myself up for a huge disappointment here uh history says the past decade says to take the under here at five and a half uh I'll also go over because I think there'll be a bowl team but it's a tough it's a tough schedule but I would say this is Texas Tech's easier schedule of the two big 12 because you get Oklahoma and Texas at home um And you get Baylor and Lubbock which they've not won since what 1990 1990 32 years I think that's a pretty good streak Uh, I, I mean I would go over I just don't think it's like as confident as you are Kyle
2: BJ tell him why he should be more confident well no I I think I think I disagree
0: with you I think it's the easier of the of the schedules the two years because you get Baylor Texas and Oklahoma all at home Right Houston is gonna be a tough game, but Kyle talked about this at the beginning of the show. He saw us dump, demolish them in a neutral last year. I, I get it it's you know they've got a lot of guys coming back and people are really high on them. but uh, we play them at home, I, I give us the advantage there. So looking at the schedule, we've got two tough road games at Kansas State and at Oklahoma State. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. But those are gonna be two tough games. Could we somehow like win one of the two? I'm not going to say we couldn't. Um, West Virginia at home, I think, is a win. Um, Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas, all three at home. You only have to win one of those games to get the six wins. I think.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of people. Win one of the
0: games, six wins. You're beating Kansas. I may, I may even see say concede Iowa State and Ames, Iowa, just we never win there. I mean, I think mean Patrick Mahomes had Pat us. Yeah, like we lost like fifty with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah.
2: and you have to go in November. It's one thing think, to go to Ames in September. It's another. Yeah like,
0: yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna almost concede that one. Um, TCU is on the road, but is it? So, yeah, I think, I think it's six wins. You can, yeah, I think you, I think over.
2: That is an all-time quote. TCU is on the road, but <laughs> is it? Uh, here's, here's another note that I'll make. A lot of people have made a big deal about this schedule, and it is tough. The non-con schedule is tough, and then you don't really get a lot of relief your first three Big 12 games, Texas, and then on the road, Stillwater, Manhattan. But I view that as an opportunity, because like if you win any one of those three road games in Raleigh, Manhattan, or Stillwater, and or in combination with beating Texas at home, I think you get some momentum, some confidence, then you get the bye week, and then you get... A lot of teams that we perceive to be kind of in the bottom half of the big 12 after the bye so if you can get to three and three or god forbid don't let us get hot four and two before the bye week and then you get west virginia tcu kansas i could see you stacking up some wins and obviously i'm high on this team and i think we're gonna go way past five and a half but i think six is extremely doable especially if you can get some early confidence before the bye week
1: BJ, who do you think the starting quarterback is going to be in Lubbock?
0: Um, are you asking? Okay, so I hope I hope we see both. I I hope we see both of these guys early. I I hope we see both of these guys week one. Mike Leach and you know I, Cliff, not so much to a degree, but was always a guy that would just pick a quarterback and go with them. Obviously, I was on the other end of that, but there's no reason you shouldn't see both of these guys getting snaps against Murray
1: state. And like both equally. both is in Donovan and Shuck.
0: No, I think, you know where I'm at.
2: You want to, you want to see but some I, Baron Morton.
0: So, 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 so you asked me the question, who do I think is going to be the starter? I think it's going to be Chuck. I think Chuck's going to be the starter. And I think he's a great quarterback and I, I'm excited to see what he did, what he can do under Wes. I'm sorry. That's his stats.
2: Yeah, Zach Kittley.
0: Yeah, yeah, Zach. So, um, I think it's going to be Shuck. Uh, I expect a big year from him. But I think uh, Barron should be getting snaps. I mean, you look in you look and see what happened to Shuck last year. I'm not saying he's like injury prone or anything, but anything can happen. You need to have you need to have two quality, at least two quality quarterbacks.
1: Is it fair to say that Morton? fits the kitley offense the best he's kind of tailor-made for it
0: i wouldn't say that i think i think he um i think he can i think he's gonna i think he's a tremendous fit for it is he the best fit because I, I think shucks a good fit too and i'm not i guess that that may mean that i think donovan isn't and that's not necessarily the case i just think the other two more so are
1: right well and donovan does things that the other two don't as well so
0: so um i think it's going to be shuck he's going to be the starter um i think we should see both uh, baron and shuck getting significant uh, snaps in the murray state game and then you know we'll see what happens against houston
2: are you planning to come to lubbock for any games this season
0: Yes, but <clears throat> I don't have anything confirmed yet. But, yes, one if not two. Okay. We, we've got some. We've got No some. reservations confirmed, but one at least two. Yeah. I, I've got my eye on some games, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at schedule and trying to coordinate it and, and all that with what I've got going on
2: here. But, yeah. Well, I'd be remiss, since you invited us to your tailgate in Houston last season, I'd be remiss not to mention that there's some rumors flying in the Hub City that the Gambling Gauchos might host a tailgate week one if you wanted to come watch the first game of the Joey Maguire era witness history uh we'll be in the parking lot of Cardinals we'll be doing a live Twitter spaces we'll have Rahino serving up barbecue and I think Barnett Howard and Williams is going to sponsor some uh libations perhaps so if you wanted to come to love week one you're more than welcome at the gauchos tailgate as is the rest of our listeners and that followers. sounds like a strong rumor that sounds like a plan I, I- yeah i think these sources are solid rob okay i believe in them i wouldn't i wouldn't be comfortable reporting this if i didn't trust these sources All right, good. so anyway up to uh, you bj I, if you I, want to
0: yeah that sounds like it's tremendous time uh gambling gauchos tailgate sounds epic i can assure you i won't be there for the week one but I, if y'all happen to have such a successful event that it's happened again week two that that, that could be an option
2: i i think I'm, I'm all options on the table
0: yeah i'm looking at um that houston game i've got that circle of maybe trying to come up for
1: that okay. one you know where you Houston then- shirt or <laughs> 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 are you wearing your, your clayton toon jersey for that <laughs> one clayton toon jersey no i'm nah, just kidding
2: um yeah that hey if uh if the tailgate is a is a success then maybe we'll just make it like a weekly thing who knows um bj thank you for joining us man like i said you're our first three-time guest on the gambling gauchos and i think we ought to make this an annual tradition we do the preseason picks we do the bowl picks if you're free and uh seriously i mentioned this before the show i can't remember if i had mentioned this when we were recording but back when rob and i had six followers on twitter and they were basically our parents and siblings uh you were like yeah we'll come on your podcast and had a good time so thanks for being an early adopter of the gambling gauchos and it's been fun having you on the podcast several times
0: absolutely fun as always um looking forward to it and then looking forward to doing another one sometime here when we do some game picks
2: sounds good a, yeah well have a good one uh we'll be following along and hopefully we'll catch you in lubbock for a game or two this season appreciate it fellas thanks All right. see you later
1: Right, any uh, final thoughts there, Kyle?
2: No, I, I mean, when I said, uh, I think it's really cool that BJ Simmons was even like kind of gassing us up the first time he came on. I don't know if you remember, but he was like, hey, this is this is cool to be on the gambling couch. Was yeah. like, <laughs> we're like three episodes in. We're nobody. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, that's kind of always been his thing. He, you know, he likes sports gambling and likes making picks and everything. So
1: I don't know if uh, you remember before we even were like teasing that we might start a podcast together. Uh, we talked to BJ. On Twitter, mm-hmm. and people were texting us like, "Are y'all starting a podcast with BJ Simmons?" Yeah, <laughs> like like he was a, a potential third co host early. I mean, hey, if you're if he does three episodes a year,
2: because we're basically one year into recording shows, right. we started the Twitter a little bit before that.
1: But if you do three podcasts a year, you're basically the, oh yeah the third. Co-host. We need to start sending him a check.
2: Yeah. Well. <laughs> we'll see if uh his old buddy old <laughs> yeah, teammate, team yeah. sponsorship checks and we'll cut bj in on the deal. yeah there you go but yeah i mean it's, it's kind of surreal like being a kid and i remember like you know well who's gonna be the quarterback now that cliff kingsbury isn't there and you know being i don't know what it was nine or ten years old when bj took over and then like talking to him now 20 years later and you know uh, he was telling us before we started recording uh, his sons are playing flag football and yeah it's always pretty surreal it's kind of crazy like go from being a little kid watching a guy and then recording a podcast with him um, just making picks and talking about the upcoming season from, so. from
1: being in the grass watching A&M yeah
2: <laughs> probably well past your bedtime yeah <laughs> um, so yeah appreciate BJ Simmons coming on and uh, appreciate all of you for listening whether you tune in way back when we interviewed bj the first time or if this is your first time listening uh, we've had a a blast doing this podcast over 99 episodes 100 episodes
1: this is uh episode 100 part one okay
2: yeah i knew it's something like that i think it's technically 99 but we'll call it episode 100 part one yeah so seriously thank you for tuning in and following on twitter or instagram however you interact with us and hey this is this is prime time i mean we had Pretty much no following during football season last year, and then kind of picked up during basketball and off season. Football is, you know, the main, absolutely main one that people want to pay attention to. So um, excited to have hopefully some new listeners and
1: followers this season, and excited to go through it together. It Should be a fun ride. It always is, Kyle. Glad you're my co-pilot. You as well, or am I your co-pilot. I, I'm surely I'm your co-pilot. Well, I don't know about you're, you're that the radio well. guy. Oh well, you're the Twitter guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anybody can be a twitter guy yeah, that's true uh but seriously thanks for following along thanks for listening thank you to our sponsors cardinals Rahino, barnett howard and williams diversified lenders code ninjas
1: love y'all you be my wingman man anytime i understood that reference